Hello my siblings in Christ. Thank you for tuning in to the last episode of season four of the Prepare with Ari podcast. Um, just this month, it just was placed on my heart to make this the um, episode for this series and then whenever God opens up the door again for me to get back into it, which may be quicker or sooner than I think, but um, as of right now, um, this is one of the words that he placed on my spirit too kind of share with people because I know a lot of people are struggling with the idea that God loves them. Um, I know for me, even if you're in a loyal, faithful walk with Jesus and you're walking with him, you may just be in a very peaceful time and not seeing God move you out of the season that you're currently in and you can forget the great things that God has brought you out of and it can make you think that he does not love you. Or could have just you may not know him at all and you may have a perverse idea of who God is and what his love looks like and you may think that he loves you like an earthly parent and I can tell you right now that God's love is perfect and he is the best parent and so you may be associating him to what you've experienced in this physical realm but his love is internal and external and, and it lasts forever it's everlasting so Today we're going to talk about God really loves you because I know some people may be struggling in whatever part of walking life they are with God and remembering that God loves them or knowing that God loves them. So hopefully today we can just help unlock and help um, you remember or get to know God's love for you. So as always, before we get into today's word, we're going to pray into this. So Father God, we come humbly before you today, thanking you that you are our Father. We thank you, Father God, for the opportunity to have a relationship with you, to walk with you, to get to know you. We thank you for the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ who died for our sins, which is the ultimate example of love and the love that you have for us, Father God. We ask, Father God, that you would open up our hearts to be able to see you move and see you love us, even if it does not look like it in the physical, but to understand it in a deep internal manner and to experience your love and presence even when we do not think that we have access to it. Father God, I come against any lie of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus that may be attacking the body of Christ in regards to how you feel about them. I pray for just the truth about how you feel about us and how you love us over everyone listening to this podcast, including myself, so that we will not forget and we'll be able to teach and show other people how you love us and be in light in the world as you access to so that people can and want to experience your love. We thank you, Father God, for this day, and we thank you for all the days that are to come. And we ask that you just be with us in this podcast, Father God, as we express and learn who you are and how you love us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so the first place that we're going to be in is Romans chapter 8, verse 35, and also verses 37 to 39. And it says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity, are persecuted, are hungry, are destitute, are in danger, are threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. 
no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, um, just reading this scripture, one of the things that comes to mind when I think about not being able, not nothing being able to separate us from God's love, is just when you are just going through life and you may have made a few mistakes or you may have fallen away from God or you may have, um, you know, you may be, you may wake up every single day not realizing that God's love is, is accessible for you. You may think that because of the things you've done or because of who you are, that God does not have love for you, that you're not worthy of it, that you're undeserving. But the thing about God's love is not something that you can earn. His love is just there. It's tangible. It is flexible. It's, it is. It just never ends. And so, I come against the lie. And if anyone is hearing in, in in their minds from the enemy that you have to do something to convince God to love you, because His love was there for you before you were even thought of, before you were even created on this earth, because God knew you when He formed you in your mother's room. He knew you. He knew that He was gonna have a plan for you when He created the earth. So his love for you has always been there, and there's nothing that can take that away from you. Um, I know that it's hard to sit and to feel his presence sometimes when we are crowded by our own thoughts and the thoughts of the outside world and from opinions of other people, and maybe you just get weighed down by life. But one thing that you can always remember, even when you don't feel it, is that God love never fails and that he will always love you. So even if you don't feel it, it is still yours and it is it is already done. So that is the first place that um, I wanted to talk about and definitely I recommend just spending time with God, sitting with God yourself and reading this scripture. Once again, it is Romans chapter 8 verses 35 through 39. And just sit with God and talk to him in your personal time in regards to how he truly feels about you so the next place that we're going to be in is um the first corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7 and god has had me in this bible verse for quite some time now i will say um i have been reading it, i think for the past two weeks um and as i'm reading it i have had to record this maybe a few times um just because I want it to, I want to speak exactly what God is trying to speak to me so that I deliver the message correctly to his children. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7 reads, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. No, love never loses faith it is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance so just going through this scripture as if um just from a place of if you are in a place of forgetting that god loves you then i just want you to really think about this scripture and take it you know to him and read it thoroughly and understand it for yourself to understand the model that god has set out for for one how we love but it also explains how he loves as well because his love is perfect So it says love is patient and kind. So if you can think back to a time where you have maybe walked away from God, strayed from God, or made a mistake, or maybe, um, you know, 
you may have not even recognized that you were straying away, but you put him on hold and said, hold on, God, I'll get back to you. If you can just think of a time like that and just remember how patient God was with you, he never removed your blessing. And even if you haven't walked into the blessing season yet, then it is still on the way. But he is so patient in the sense that he waits on us. You know, God, he gives us grace and favor every single day that we wake up. We're able to um, have an opportunity to be in relationship with him. But also in that relationship, he is very patient with us and he is very kind to us. And if you have experienced his presence, then you will know that it is a very kind presence. It is a very safe presence. And if you spend time with him in the morning and at night and you get into the practice of sitting with him more, then you will learn that he is a very loving spirit, a loving, kind spirit. Um, and then it says, love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. So when looking at this one, I was like, okay, God, now you tell us in the Bible that you are a jealous God, but then here you say, love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. And so what God revealed to me and what I started to understand is the context. So when God says that he is a jealous God, it means that I love you so much that nothing else can have you. Nothing else can have you. But in this context, love is not jealous. God does not envy and look up to anything else in this planet. He doesn't look up to me. He doesn't look up to Anyone else that walks this planet, he doesn't look up to false gods. He doesn't look up to anything that we have created as idol. God does not. Those things mean nothing to him. So he is not jealous. His love is not jealous. But he is jealous when it comes to just the way that he feels about you and um, how deeply he loves you. And I think the word jealous is also just a very strong word. And so when God is saying that he is a jealous guy, he is just expressing how strongly he feels in regards to you. And then we know that God is not a bountiful God. He doesn't boast about things. In the Bible, he talks about the great things that he done, he does and um, the works that he is able to do. But this is because he is just trying to get or trying to get his children to understand how he can change circumstances and how he can move mountains and um, and that is not even for himself because a boastful person, they boast about things that they can do for themselves. God is so selfless that he does everything for us. And then it is not proud or rude. God is not a proud guy and he is certainly not a rude guy. Even when he is chastising us and getting us on the right track when he has to do what a good father would do, he is still not rude about it. And it, he still gives us comfort in those seasons. And then it does not demand its own way. So God has a will for us, and then we have a will for ourselves, and then, of course, Satan has a plan as well. But God, one thing that he does not do is he does not force us into the will that he has for us. He gives us the option. He waits patiently, and he gives us grace in time and allows us to um, choose his will and to let him be the writer of our story, but he will not force you to do anything. And it is not irritable and keeps no record of being wrong. So even when we think about Jesus, who is the perfect example of what love is and how he would basically in the Bible, <clears throat> when people would, I guess the, when I can think about um, when the people came and woke him up and he was like taking a nap because of the storm that was outside. And so they were scared and Jesus was not irritable, but he was upset because God's children didn't realize the authority that they had. 
And so Jesus was walking in authority. And, you know, he looked at all of us as heirs of the throne of the kingdom of God. And so he knew that we had the same authority as he had in the flesh, although that he is God. And so we are under God, but we still had authority. But he was not an irritable God. He is still a loving, kind presence. And um, I think that that was just important to explain. So if you are going through a season where you are um, learning God and learning how to discern his voice and you feel condemned or you feel like God is very irritated with you, then that is not the spirit of God. Now, you definitely want to be able to recognize when God is chastising and when he is um, basically trying to teach you and train you how to walk in your authority and versus when the enemy is perversing it because we know the enemy is almost close to the truth, but he is such a, he is a, such a good liar that sometimes you may be thinking that you're listening to God's voice and it's not his. Um, and it keeps no record of being wrong. So when we are experiencing God's love, um, one thing that my pastor just recently said, and it just kind of stuck with me and I never thought about it, is that when we ask God for forgiveness, um, and we know Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice when he died on the cross and our sins were forgiven, that God remember remembers our sins no more. So basically when we go to God and we we repent, then he remembers it no more. So if you come back to him months later and you think that God is still thinking about that saying you're repenting for, he is not. He is, he would be like, I don't even know what you're talking about because he remembers it no more. And um, another powerful piece that was brought to me that I didn't even think about was that when Jesus died on the cross, the final words that he said is it is done. So that means that the sins were forgiven. So if the enemy is in your head and you feel shame or guilt and you think that God is thinking about what you did last week, last month, and you already asked for forgiveness, he is not. And one thing that I know that God has asked me to do, and so I'm going to share with you as well, is to forgive yourself because God has already forgiven you. And the only thing standing in the way now of you and breakthrough can be yourself if you are struggling with unforgiveness. So God is a very forgiving spirit. So when thinking about God's love, if you are going through a season where you think that God is just angry with you, he's not angry with you. He remembers the sin no more. And anything that tells you otherwise is the voice of the enemy. Because God, God's word is his living, breathing word. And he forgives us of all wrongs that we have um, given out. And so that's why he also asks us to forgive others because he forgives us. So this also, this passage is for us to be, to teach us how to be good models, modelers of love. And then it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. So when reading this scripture or this part of the scripture, what I think is, uh, what, what I immediately think of is that God does not rejoice or grow glad when wickedness um, overtakes something in the physical. Because we know in the kingdom of God, that his holiness and his righteousness will always overcome. But in the physical realm, sometimes that um, as people, we can basically, if you have a someone you consider an enemy who really, that means that you have some unforgiveness there and you will think that if something bad happens to them that you will probably be very excited about that. But that is not how God feels about you when something happens to you or when 
someone wrongs you or if you wrong someone or any of those things, God does not rejoice about injustice, but he is always happy when the truth wins out. So when people are waking up into learning his loving presence and loving spirit and um, actually realizing the truth about how he feels about them, then he gets excited and enjoys about that. I believe all heaven rejoices when someone experiences the love of Christ and they walk with him and learn about him in relationship but he does not rejoice when someone is being wrong or being done wrong so if you think that when you went to work today and somebody cut you off on the road that that was God that was not God at all because he does not rejoice in wickedness at all so if that was something that you felt like that God was doing in your life I can tell you right now that God was upset just as upset as you were about that thing that happened to you but he wants you to come to him so that he can help you through it and that he can help you with your unforgiveness and help you with whatever you may be feeling towards whatever event happened in your life and love never gives up never loses faith it is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance so jesus never gives up on us so jesus still lives today and one thing i can say about jesus is that he he is still saving souls. He is still bringing people back to him. And he is still as in love as he was with us when he first was brought down on this earth. And um, as he is God, he has just always been in love with us. So um, he never gave up on us from the first day. Even when Adam ate the apple, or I'm sorry, when Eve ate the apple off of the tree, God never gave up on us, although he allowed for our lifespans to be shortened and for um, the woman to have enmity with Satan and all of these things to happen because of this sin, because we were born in sin. He still never gave up on us. He still gave us a way in order for us to receive eternal life and with Jesus and to be with God because he knew that we were not going to be able to do it alone and so he sent his son Jesus to die on the Christ cross for us and so that is just one of the most beautiful examples because even after Jesus died on the cross for us he rose up again and today he lives and he still does not give up on us that is so powerful and he never loses faith is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance so it does not matter what you go through in life it does not matter what life brings you he will love endures he is always loving with you so if you're going through what you may think is rock bottom in your life just know that he his love endures it is perfect it is unconditional and he is still just as in love with you as he was when he on your highest days so he's still in love with you on your lowest days he doesn't leave you just because you're having a low day so that was my interpretation of that scripture and just reading it and what I felt the Lord placed on my heart to say I do recommend that you would go in and read these scriptures if it's on your heart to and to just talk with God and to understand how he feels about you and you know, to really just see his heart and how God, um, you know, wants to move in your life and what he wants you to just feel, you know, because I feel his presence right now very heavily when it comes to just this topic, because I know that he has some, some children who really need to just know 
how deeply he loves you. And so the last scripture that I'm going to read before um, closing out this podcast is Ephesians chapter 3, verses 18, 18 through 19. And it says, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So this scripture is basically saying that God's love is so deep that we would never be able to fully understand it. I mean, we could, you know, he gives us so much and so much evidence of his love, but we will never understand just how deep his love is for us. But even the that scripture alone is powerful because it says that we can't even comprehend how deeply God loves us, but it is there. It is there and it is it is something that will make us complete and full. And so the thing that you're looking for in other people you already have access to when you enter in relationship with Jesus Christ. So you do not have to look for it in other people because you will not find it there. And his love is so big and it is so just deep that it is enough to complete you and you don't even understand it fully. And so I think if I'm trying to explain this or just explain it to you correctly, that is just a remarkable thing like you mean to tell me that you love me so much that I whatever I understand whatever I can grasp is enough to complete and make me full but I still won't be able to understand it fully that is so powerful his love is so long so high and so deep And that we have the access as his children to experience it. You have the authority, you have the the grace to experience God's love. If you are still breathing right now in this moment today, then you are still able to experience the love of Christ. And I pray right now that you would allow your heart to be open so that you can experience his love truly for yourself. And so to end this, we're just going to go into a prayer. So Father God, we come to you just thanking you, Father God, for your love. Thanking you that it is so deep and so big and that it is able to complete us and create wholeness within us, Father God. Father God, we ask that if we're looking for love in the wrong places, if we're seeking it through other people, that we would stop immediately, Father God, and turn to you. We ask that you would penetrate us with your loving spirit, Father God. Let us experience it for ourselves so that we no longer question your love for us, Father God. And let us always be able to tap into it, Father God. Let us, when we forget, be able to come right back to the place that you've called us. Let us be able to come back to the scriptures and hear your voice clearly, Father God. And I pray right now, Father God, for anyone listening to this podcast that may not know you, that they would have an encounter with you, Father God, that they would open up their hearts to you, that they would let you in to whatever situation that they are experiencing, whether it be recent or whether it be over the course of years, Father God. I pray right now that you would just allow them to be open to experience your love and presence, Father God. We thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus, Father God. We thank you that he is alive today and that he never gives up on us, Father God. We ask that... Your children who do not know him, Father God, we pray that they would 
experience him as well that because he is you father god we pray that they would experience him and get to know him and accept him for the savior that he truly is father god and so these are all the things that we ask for and we thank you in advance in jesus name we pray amen so thank you for listening into this podcast i hope that this helped you in some way i know that for me it was very healing um and it's so funny because god i was like oh my goodness like i'm so tired but god really wanted me to come in and to record this podcast right now before i did any other work and i understand (laughs) i understand why um and it's because it was a message for me too so i hope that you would take Um, these scriptures back to God and that you would allow him to just penetrate your heart and your minds and um, just talk deeply with him about the things that are bothering you and have a safe night I love you